but before you start watching this, I'm warning you, um, I am no audio engineer. I am not good at this in terms of this is not my background. This is not my forte. So I didn't know that while we were recording, my audio didn't sound the best. It sounds almost muffled and loud at times. So before you watch the video, just have that in mind. But enjoy this week and enjoy my video with my mom. Welcome to Untangled Politics. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. This week, we will talk about national disgrace, Marjorie Taylor Greene, compromises and drama on the stimulus bill, and our new secretaries. But before we go into it, I'd like to introduce our very first guest, my mom, Helen E.C. Mitchell. Hi, mom. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Would you like to tell everyone where you are right now? My my location. Yeah, where are you right I'm, now? I'm in your sister's room. Oh, so you're you're like on the west wing of the house, and I'm on the east <laughs> wing of the house. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Well, you look really nice right now. No, oh, thank you. All right, let's get into it. So, in case everyone's wondering, I'm just gonna read. My mom hasn't seen any of this, so I'm just gonna read this to her. And at the end, I'm gonna ask like, what is she thinking about? Like, how is she? What's her little opinions about what I'm about to read here? All right, you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Okay. So on Tuesday, Pete Buttigieg and Alejandro Mayorkas was confirmed to be the Secretary of Transportation and Homeland Security, respectively. You might remember Pete Buttigieg. He was the first openly gay presidential candidate and former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He entered his position being the first openly gay member of a presidential cabinet with a plethora of knowledge of revitalizing the Department of Transportation. He was confirmed Tuesday by an 84 to 16 vote in the Senate. Also, mom, in case you didn't know, the 84 was like everyone voted for him and the 16 of the 16, both of, the, or both of our senators, Rick Scott, the one that we hate, and Marco Rubio, they both said that they don't like him because of reasons, which they didn't even elaborate. They just said that they don't really like him. So it's nice to know we have a, two disgraces in office. But that's on another point. And then um, also on Tuesday, Secretary Alejandro, on the other hand, he was the number two Secretary of Homeland Security when Obama was president. And Joe Biden picked him to like lead it to be the number one in the Department of Homeland Security. And he was confirmed by the closest margin yet with 56 to 43. Yeah, they also think that he's controversial because he doesn't see clearly, whatever that means. So now so Biden has like over like 20 people in his cabinet. And guess how much we have right now? Like, as of recording this, <laughs> it, includes, it includes Biden and Kamala Harris. Just take a guess how much we have. <laughs> no, we have like, um, over 20. We do have over 20. Well, like, a typical cabinet has like over 20. Okay. And take a guess how much we have right now. Five? Six. 
We only really have six. Yeah, it was close. I wrote, such, like, literally, that's like 14 spots. I have no one there. So, like, picture, like, a big conference room. That's, like, where they all are. There's six people, and there's 14 empty seats. Empty seats. Yeah. So, like, right now, they have, like, people who are, like, acting. So, like, they work for the agency, but, like, they're not working for Biden. It's just to fill in the roles. But it's kind of like, yep, like, out of 20. Like, it's, like, really weird. And the reason why it's because, like, the way it is in the Senate is you can stall a vote, and all the Republicans are stalling because they think that some of Biden's picks is too radical or they don't know what to do. But in case you're wondering... Of the 20 people that Biden wants to pick, 98% of them had government experience, but Donald Trump's was 68. Yeah, I know. 68% had government experience. That means the remaining were like Joe Schmo people, mm-hmm. and they got passed okay. like that. So, yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> I know. Money. Think about money. I want to talk about the stimulus bill because I know you and I have been talking about this for a little bit. So uh, this past Saturday, drama arose when uh, Kamala Harris went to a news stations in Arizona and West Virginia because she wanted to make a case for why like Biden's bill was like necessary for the American or like for the whole country. And you're probably wondering like, okay, why are you telling me this was so significant? Well, as I said, like she went to kind of be his spokesperson, like speak on his behalf. And she specifically wants to talk about the stimulus checks. And so in case you haven't known, Biden's plan advocates that everyone would receive $2,000. And a few months ago, they got the six, like they passed the $600 checks, which I'm sure like every, almost everyone at this point got it. But so once they did that, Biden was like, all right, so I'm going to promise that like you're going to get the $1,400 left. It's equal to 1000 So I'm sure you know this, but I'll explain it just in case for the people who don't know. Right now in the Senate, there's 100 people. There's 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans. And the person who breaks the tie is Kamala Harris, right? Okay. So you would think like all the Democrats like support Joe Biden or support his plan and such, right? Uh, so two of the Democrats, one's name Kirsten Cinema and one's from Joe Manchin, are coincidentally from Arizona and West Virginia, so what places that Kamala Harris went to, and they're. The reason why she went is because those two are like kind of weary that everyone should get $1,400. And they believe that like it's going to cost the government a lot of money. And they don't see why people like Jeff Bezos qualifies for the money. And um, so like Kamala Harris went to those news stations to pretty much tell them, like, your senator doesn't believe this. You should like try to convince them because they don't represent you and such. Like, should I exactly say it, but I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And um, the senators were pretty pissed. And the reason why they're pissed is because, like, they're a little bit more on, like, the they care about debt. Like, they believe that, like, we shouldn't really get ourselves into unnecessary debt. So their whole point is 
we should make like a system like say like who qualifies for the most money and then trickle down from there and i don't know about you but i don't really know what the cutoff should be but i understand what they're saying i personally think it should be like set aside for like what the state's uh like standard of living is like i don't know how to wear this so like let's just say like the average income in orlando or like in florida is like fifty thousand dollars I think like the people who make fifty thousand should get all the money, and then it should change via tax bracket how much money you get. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like, what's your opinion? Like, do you think everyone should get like the fourteen hundred dollars, regardless of your background? Do you think like there should be like limitations? Like, what's your opinion? I mean, I feel that um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are in desperate need of mm -hmm. that extra money, you know? So I guess um, I would think that it would be best just to give to the ones that are in actual need. Right. If that, so like, if that makes sense. So like what, like in your opinion, like what constitutes who needs it? I think- Like do I you mean, think it's, do you think it's based off of like how much money you made like in the most recent tax fiscal year? Do you think it should be like, people who only who recently got unemployed like what do you think no i think it has to um basically how much you make a year mm -hmm. you know i mean there's people there are people out there now especially with covid and everything that have either lost their job or their job was cut down in in half when it comes to the hours and stuff like that so i think mm -hmm. those are the people that actually are the ones who technically need that money yeah, you know, I I think I don't think everyone should get it. You mm -hmm. know, I think people that are making, you know, um, like six, um, what do you call it? Well, just went blank. Um, yeah, but they were making like you know six figures. That's what I meant. Right. Say, you so you're know? saying like, so you're saying like, for example, like someone who makes like a hundred thousand dollars should not get like the fourteen hundred dollar checks. Like, I'm not saying that that's your like that's mm -hmm. the cap, I guess you could say. But like you think like once you like hit like the hundred thousand mark, from then on you should make like less from the stimulus check. Like is that what Correct. you're saying? Correct. Okay. Because I don't think there is a need, mm -hmm. you know, for those people. You know, I think that the you know, the ones that are probably barely, you know, making ends meet, the mm -hmm. ones that um, you know, like you said, lost their jobs. Especially like low income families, like exactly. they probably need the money they needed to like, I mean, like $1,400. I mean, I know a lot of places in this country, like doesn't really pay much in terms of rent and stuff, but like, mm -hmm. I could imagine that like for like groceries and like the necessities, I mean, yeah, a roof you over your head is a necessity, but like the little bills that like add up, if you get at least a $1,400 to offset that, like example food water and such like i don't know i mean like you know i know the people probably say okay but the ones that are not making you know they're mm -hmm. making fifty thousand or less whatever they are being technically taking you know the government mm -hmm. is giving them you know 
the, the food stamps and everything else, you know, mm -hmm. housing and stuff like that. So some people might feel like, okay, then, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so they're going to be getting more money on top of it. I mean, I'm not talking, I'm talking about in general, like people that have literally um, have lost their jobs because yeah. of COVID. It's like the good thing is like, so like in Biden's bill, it like, there's like certain provisions that they like, if you get COVID and you go to the hospital, like you shouldn't be denied because you don't have healthcare. So like they should still take you in and you shouldn't go bankrupt because of having COVID and such. And then like another part is like unemployment benefits, like he's expanding unemployment benefits. I believe if I'm not mistaken, I read that he wants to like, like you can't get evicted because you can't pay your rent. Like he wants mm -hmm. to like pause it for a moment. So like that's, I think a, a lot of like people and politicians like agree with that the money like the stimulus checks is where it differs and that actually brings me to my next point because on monday 10 republican senators brought a counter bill to biden's covid relief bill and met with him and harris and remember biden's original bill cost 1.9 trillion dollars mm -hmm. and the republicans came with 600 billion not even a third and they pretty much said that they want to lower like the direct payments, like the stimulus checks from $1,400 to $1,000. And then it decreases the more money you make, especially if you have a job. Uh, they want to preserve Biden's wishes for like healthcare guarantees for people who do get COVID. They want to offset $160 billion for like vaccine developments so like make more vaccines and distribute it with accurate like testing and tracing and treatment and supplies and they also want to like increase production and development of like ppe because i remember like in march and april like there were some hospitals that like they didn't even have protective equipment i believe it's gotten better but there's definitely some in like places like iowa and kansas where there's like so much uh like people there like with COVID that they have to constantly go through PPE and then they have none. So it would increase the funding for that. And although nothing was set in stone, the person who like is the ringleader of the town, I guess you could say, Susan Collins, she confirmed that like Biden's opening to negotiations, like he's open to possibly change some things. But I did see the CNN reported that an estimated 29 million middle and upper income earners would not qualify for the payments if Biden did the Republican proposal. So like, for example, a set cutoff point of earned income, like the problem with this is someone who makes like $100,000 in California, probably, even though it sounds like $100,000, $100,000 is a lot different in California than it is in like Georgia where like the standard of living is different. So like, although like these people have like $100,000, they're not living in like homes. They may live in like apartments and such like that. So that's kind of like where, how do you determine who gets the money? Because like I said, like if you put it like a fictitious $100,000 for the whole country, that means like people in West Virginia, like they'll be loving it because that means so many people in West Virginia get the full, uh, dollar amount and then people in california like 1400 definitely helps but it's not equal in value i guess you could say mm -hmm. yeah so that's kind of like where we were just talking about where like it 
how do you find that that or like that cutoff point about like if you don't think everyone should get it like Jeff Bezos, then who should get it? That's kind of like the whole argument right now. Is there's not really like a easy way of knowing who gets it, who doesn't. I mean, everybody wants it. Whether, yeah. whether you need it or not, and that's what it comes in. Like, you know, I think there's a lot more people out there. I mean, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, I mean, I'll give up what I'm supposed to be getting because of the fact that it's not a need for me right now. Yeah, I mean, it helps you. I mean, thank you. God. Yeah, it help, I mean, the 1400 would definitely help you, but luckily, thankfully, we're not, like, in a situation where we're living, like, penny by penny. But that's the point that I'm trying to make. It's like, it really, I mean, I don't, how can I put it? It won't help me because of the fact that I don't, there's not a need for it. Right. You know, I mean, seriously, maybe that money will be like, okay, let's take a vacation, you know, or let's mm-hmm. um, do something in the house, you know, let's yeah. do But it, it's not because I needed to put food on the table for my family. Mm-hmm. And, and I that's what, a lot of, yeah, I agree with like a lot of like, uh, like the senators I mentioned earlier that were like weary about spending so much money. Cause like, I know like specifically for us, like thankfully we're in a good like economic situation, but like the money is meant for helping people in need. And then it's like the government's essentially gonna fund a vacation. Like if people use the money for vacation, it's kind of like, well, that's just debt accumulating that's not needed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but my last thing I want to bring up, and I thought this was very fitting because you're a mother, is there's this congresswoman. I think everyone who's listening or have at least read the news has heard about her. Her name is Marjorie Taylor Greene. She, um, she's a representative from Georgia, and a good quote that uh, Senator Mitch McConnell said about her was that loony lies and conspiracy theories are the reason for the cancer within the Republican Party in our country. So what he meant by that, in case you don't know some of the shit that she's thrown out there, she's literally said that she believes in QAnon. She has made social media posts in the past calling for the assassination of certain Democrats like AOC, Elhan Omar. She believes that Sandy Hook and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shootings were false flag operations. And what she means is like the government paid these shooters to shoot the children in these schools to make Republicans look bad. And then she believes that people who are Muslim should abide by Christian ideas and if they're members of the government that they should be that they're illegitimate like they're Muslim they're not Christian so like yeah that whole thing and she believes Donald Trump won the election she believes that she's being silenced and censured by the media because this is all her freedom of speech and then she also said that she will never back down and she'll never give up. And she even made, I think I told you this, um, Congresswoman Cori Bush of Missouri, she's, she um, was really well known for like the Ferguson, Missouri. Like she was an active, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, activist for the Black Lives Matter movement. She was the nurse. 
and she had literally requested to move her office because her office was right next to Marjorie Taylor Greene because Marjorie Taylor Greene would literally like bully her staff without masks and like breathe on her staff. And after all that backlash, the Republican in charge and the House representatives had a sit down conversation. And he said that he talked to her for like an hour and he decided that she, what the media is saying is false, that she's not a bad person and she's gonna keep her in her committee. So like in the House of Representatives, they have multiple committees and Marjorie Taylor Greene, she got the education committee and she got the labor committee. So uh, a lot of people like called for her to get like stripped from her assignments. Mm -hmm. So she'd literally be in the House of Representatives but doing nothing. Yeah. And she'd vote, like the, I think she'd only be able to like debate and vote. So Nancy Pelosi pretty much allowed the Republican Kevin McCarthy to make the decision of like, are you going to punish her or not? And then he decided he's not. So then the Democrats introduced a resolution that would take her away, like take away her committee seats. And believe it or not, as all that shit I've read to you from uh, believing that these school shootings were staged. Uh, oh, one thing, excuse me, I forgot to mention is she also posted like a few years ago that she doesn't know if 9-11 happened. Yeah, well, after all of that, the House voted last night and it was vote, the vote was 230 to 199. So 199 Republicans believe that she didn't do anything wrong. But that's what they do, right? In the house. And then the <laughs> sad part is 230, the 230 is yeah. all the Democrats in the house and only 11 Republicans thought that what she did was wrong. So they yeah. voted that she should get like stripped from her committee assignments. And so she gave this, they took like she stripped away from her committee assignments. So now she's just yeah. there. I mean, I think if you're going to sit there and open your mouth and promote hate and mm -hmm. promote all this negativity, you don't need to be in office then. I but agree. The with, but that's the thing with the Republican, though. It's like, okay, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, it's, it's forgotten. Let's put it aside. And, and that's not the case. I mean, I mean that's kind of what they're doing now. I mean, like, they dismissed that Donald Trump lost the election. They dismissed that what happened on January 6th wasn't that bad. It was bad. They don't, like, agree with it, but they said oh, it was wow. not as bad as the media. Because all their people went there. They don't want to talk bad about the uh, Trump supporter, QAnon, far-right militia groups that went there. Because then they talk bad about the supporters. They will protect their party to... The end. The end. To the end. Even though they know. They know. Anybody in the right mind know. That that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong, but no, but they won't. I think what really upsets me is uh, yesterday, like before they did the vote, Marjorie Taylor Greene made a speech and she says, like, I am a, or, like, I am a mother. I am a devout follower of God. I believe God put me on this earth. I'm a, I know I'm a sinner. I said some things in the past that I regret now, but 
God made all of us to be imperfect, and Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and um, my children love me, and I do this because of my children, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was like, I I know you're a mother, but like it's like it's so depressing and upsetting to see someone who literally like she would go on Facebook and record herself saying like like. Literally, one of the Stoneman Douglas survivors was at Washington, D.C., and she literally followed him around and, like, kept screaming at him, calling him an actor, that what he did, like, he's just acting. Stoneman Douglas wasn't bad. And, like, that's her. Okay, okay. If one person gets killed, it's bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, that, you know, a lot of people were killed, and she's still, you know, minimizing as if it was nothing but if that was her child or being a mother mm -hmm. if that was my child i i mean she's a mother you know what i'm saying it's like what if that was her child that was killed i know would she still stay the same would she i bet you she wouldn't i i just it, it upsets me because like she was trying to use her like she's like saying that like you shouldn't punish me because i'm a like a follower of God, I'm meant to be imperfect, and I'm a mother, I have children, like, what the media makes of me is not true, because at the end of the day, I'm a follower of Christ, and a mother. See, and that, but that's what gets to me, though, you know mm -hmm. what, like, I believe in the Lord, I believe in Jesus Christ, but I don't do something or say something and then hide behind Jesus and said, because I am, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, be I believe in my faith and I believe in it. That does not justify you saying whatever the hell you want to say it. But then at the end, say it. But I'm a religious person. Well, if yeah, a religious that, person, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you're a religious person, you you should know better than to, you know, what I'm saying to 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 say things like that. And that's, yeah. that's one thing that upsets me is people use the religion of God as a, as a shield. shield. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. like I can say whatever I want. You know what? I am also a mother. I am also, um, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm an adult. I know that whatever I say, whatever comes out of my mouth, there's consequences. Right. And being, being that she's in the public eye, she should have thought maybe two or three times to say what she wanted to say before she said it because once you say it it's out there yeah I don't care if she says that she's you know oh i'm wrong and i'm sorry for saying what i said doesn't matter you said it yeah i mean it's just like court like if you murdered someone and you look at the judge and your literal defenses i'm i'm a follower of god like uh i'm a mother etc etc like you still committed the crime like yeah. the, the judge, I mean, you can say all that and try to make yourself look like a good person. But even for like people who say like, oh, well, she shouldn't have been punished because she's a mother. Like everything she said in her speech, she meant this morning, the day after, then she pretty much like made a speech in front of the house representatives completely like was not sympathetic at all. She's like, they're all trying to censor me. They're trying to censor my faith. They're trying to censor my views. They're trying to. What does that to do with faith, though? I don't understand. What does the faith got to do with it? The faith. I mean, what it's it is that she's scapegoat. It's a scapegoat. She's trying, because then, like, because then she tries to like 
flip the script and say that like, oh, like the media and Democrats are now anti-Christian because they're silencing me. It's like, it's not about your face. Like, I'm sorry she's using that as a shield, but like no one should use their faith as a shield to do something bad. Or yeah, like use your kids or being a mother. Like if don't use them as a shield, be a effing adult and own that you said what you said and that like, I, I know what I said, I'm sorry. And even if she thinks, even if she is sincere that she doesn't have the same views anymore, say like, I understand what I said was in the past was hurtful. Uh, they were so like vulgar. I, I accept all the consequences or I will physically resign to show like what I did was wrong. But that goes to show you that she does not believe what what everything that she said that she was wrong for saying it. Mm -hmm. You know, and if she is, you know, a woman of faith, then okay, let's go back and see what was it that you know that the Lord, what was it that you know that Jesus Christ did when he was here? He was fair, you know. Saying like, don't compare yourself. Don't say you're doing these things because of your faith. I don't understand. I mean, I you you are showing hate. You're mm -hmm. speaking hate, and that's not what the Lord is about. Yeah. So why are you using your faith? It has nothing to do with faith. It has to do with stupidity, basically. Yeah. Know? Yeah, because, like, again, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not bashing her, like, faith. Like, I'm not saying that, like, what she said about her faith was wrong. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm Christian, too. And, like, I mean, everybody makes mistakes they commit sins and such but like at the same time like you can't use every bad thing that you've done in life as like a scapegoat of your religion because then it just no. looks like you're using it for your no. convenience no you know like i said i try to live my life you know by the word of god mm -hmm. but at the same time i can't say oh i did this like you said somebody you cannot just go and kill somebody and say well the lord told me to do it, and therefore I'm going to be forgiven. No, you're not. You yeah. have to be put in jail and serve your time. Mm -hmm. Well, before we go, I wanted to uh, ask you to tell like our listeners and stuff like a little bit about yourself. Like, what are you, what are you doing now? What is your like? What are you trying to work on now? Is there anything that like you want to see different in terms of like government or politics? That like interest you or so? Um, no, I mean I'm I'm a stay home mom. I've been a stay home mom for what 20, 21 years. Um, I am now that you know my kids are somewhat grown ups. I'm probably going and you know start something of my own to keep myself occupied, um, busy. Um, but um. What else did you wanted to know? <laughs> I was just gonna ask, like, is there anything like uh like on your mind with politics, like something you wanna see, like maybe like raising the minimum wage, climate change, like what do you and like what's important to you right now? I mean, to be honest with you, and you know, you know me, I'm not really um into politics as much. Mm -hmm. Um I am just grateful with the new opportunity and the new chances of having a new president. Mm -hmm. You know, at this point, I didn't, being a Democrat, I didn't care even if it was a Republican. I just want somebody who's going to do right for the people. 
That's what it comes down to it. Right. You know, yes, of course, I'm a Democrat. I favor my party. But at the same time, from who we had last, anybody would have been better. Yeah. I just wanted to see a change. And I think like, and I think that now with, um, with our new president, I, I'm hopeful. I, mm-hmm. I think there's hope. There's hope for, for, for you and I. There's hope for this country. And I can only, now I'm going to talk about faith. Now I can only sit here and, and pray mm-hmm. that, you know, this country is going to, you know, get itself together because we are so, so separated. We are so mm-hmm. divided. You know, divided. Thank you. We are so yeah. divided. So any, I mean, at this point, like I said, it really didn't matter who was in office. I just think that the wrong person was in the off in office for too long. Right. So before we go, just to have shits and giggles, what's your opinion of Trump? I am just grateful that he's no longer in office. That's a nice I, way of saying that, like, I, you fucking I, hated him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's okay. I live with you. I live with you, you know. No, I am a mom. So I'm going to be uh-huh. a uh-huh. yes, I am just, you know what? He needs to maybe retire and just live his own life. And Yeah. And, He's in your and, backyard. He lives here now. I know. I know. Like a crazy neighbor. Bad. Crazy know, you know, just I, wants attention. <laughs> Everything that's crazy sometimes comes out of Florida. So. I know. He's our new Florida man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for being my guest, my very first guest. Of course. I didn't mean to make it such a religious back end of the podcast, but what we say is what we say. I'll, you know, I'll use a Marjorie Taylor agree. I'll, I'll use her little uh, quote. It's my freedom of speech. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just be careful what you say, though, because it might come back and... <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to <laughs> brag, but I mean, if I was listening, this is five years in the future, if I was listening, it's like, listen, like, I'm speaking the truth. I'm not even judging by her face. She brought a face, and I'm going to analyze it. Yeah. I mean, I, I too am a Christian, but I have very different views of how to use your religion. I don't no, think you should use religion as a shield. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now that Trump's gone, we have a new crazy person to look out for, and that's her. There's always, you know, there's always crazy people. No, there's, there's always crazy people. Always. <laughs> It's the worst apple and the worst bunch of the apples. There's <laughs> always one. Always one. Doesn't matter. <laughs> always one crazy one. Oh, no. All right. Thank you for being my guest. And thank oh. you for, your, for the people watching or listening. Thank you for sticking around with my mom and I. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Bye, Bye>. Mom. <laughs>